Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. My name is Tom Marks, your fill-in host for this week, joined by Janet Garcia. Hey. Per Schneider. Hey. And Brendan Graber. Hit me. We're going to be doing a big old year in Nintendo, year in review this week. Uh, kind of just wrapping up, going through a lot of Nintendo and the Switch's big announcements, big news, big games all throughout the year, kind of giving our takes on them, as well as going through uh, some of our highlights from Nintendo, some of our maybe disappointments of the year, uh, and, and just kind of breaking that 
all down. Just some quick housekeeping. Uh, we're likely going to be off for the next two weeks. We might be able to put something together for the week of Christmas, but uh, we had a little special surprise planned and just timing kind of didn't quite work out. We're going to be readjusting that, though. I don't want to spoil any surprises that might be coming back uh, in January. Um, yeah, so just keep a heads up that we might just end up seeing you guys in uh, 2020. So this is a good opportunity. <gasps> well, to, nothing to happens over the, the Christmas break. So no, no chance nothing. to play games happens. <laughs> finally. Yeah, eventually we, we, we finally have a chance uh, before we jump into the biggest things this year. I do want to real quickly touch on uh, some of the news from this year because it just, you know, or sorry from this week, <laughs> this year, all of Smash the new- brothers came out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. But, uh, some quick news. Uh, the Game Awards were last week. Yes. And it was, you know, last year had uh, the reveal of Joker for Super Smash Bros. It was it was a big year um, for the Game Awards and for Nintendo. This year was a little quieter for Nintendo. There were only kind of three key announcements that were Nintendo-related. Yeah, I know Jeff, Jeff Keighley, who runs the show, tries really hard to get some cool stuff for Nintendo fans every year. He was able to get Reggie, the retired Reggie, to speak. And that was he very nice. He had a really, you know, held a really nice speech about working with Mr. Miyamoto. I really, Iwata. really liked that speech. Right? Yeah. But I really hate he was like, and that's why the winner for the best indie Presented by Subway, eat fresh. I'm like, oh yeah. no, there's no way around that. But yeah. maybe but, not. Uh, have but they that did have three categories. Yes. Right? So the big things that were announced for Switch, or and, and there's more than this in terms of games that are also out on Switch or coming out on Switch. But the big main kind of Switch focused things were Bravely Default Two was announced, which is not the second it's game. Not the the, no. It's not Bravely Second. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Bravely Default 2 is being worked on also by the Octopath Traveler team, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. Bravely Default is a, I feel like it flies a little bit under the radar sometimes. Uh, and it's a, it's a very cool RPG. And uh, still hampered by one of the worst names for any RPG in the history it's of RPGs. Really? So not it makes a good sense name. that the third yeah. game is called Bravely Second. Default too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because bravely second like, gets even better. Yeah, uh, a really good franchise. I'm, I, that was surprising to me that we'll get oh yeah. one. That's mm-hmm. really cool. And we also got uh, a new No More Heroes three trailer. No new information about No More Heroes three. Mm-hmm. We still are. We already knew the the release window. We already knew most of the stuff that was in the trailer. But it was a really funny trailer. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and then we also got DLC details for the Rise of the Phoenix Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance three DLC. Uh, and that was kind of it in terms of switch focused. It was a good show. Like I'm yeah. not knocking the show specific, uh, in general, but mm-hmm. like we got a message on Twitter that was like, this seemed like a way weaker year for the game awards from an NVC fan. And it's like, well, if you're a Nintendo fan, yeah, it was a little for quieter, sure. but yeah, it, it wasn't was no, a bad show. There was no breath of the wild two teaser, right? Like the game awards had right. this wonderful sequence showing us, uh, you know, the, the kind of like the, the serene landscape and attack sequence from the first game mm-hmm. and then the Joker reveals. I mean, so. yeah, even two years ago was the DLC out right. now. That was right. a huge oh, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. So, I think the thing is, though, as much as it's a lot of times there are like these surprise game announcements or just mm-hmm. general announcements at the game awards, it's still primarily just an awards show. It's an and award I think, show. I think people, because there have been such cool announcements in the past, especially Nintendo related, the drawback there is it kind of made gave fans an expectation that maybe in some ways doesn't really make sense considering that it's still just an award show. But also if you're gotten used to seeing these big moments when mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, suddenly it feels like, oh, well, this wasn't as good as it was before. So yeah. it's a it's a fine line to walk. Well, and here's the the surprising thing to me is if you go to the Fighter Pass the Smash Bros. Fighter Pass DLC page, it still says, and it's said this since December when the game launched, 
that they have by February 2020 to release all of the fighters. Mm -hmm. So we know for sure we are getting the last fighter in that first fighter pass in the next two months. That's stressful. And we don't know when they're going to announce it. We don't know what it is. Christmas morning. Santa Sakurai has got (laughs) something in the bag for you. It'll be Santa. Yeah. Santa will be the character. (laughs) I'd be cool with that. Oh, that'd be awesome. What if it was like Santa from uh, Clay Fighters 63 and 330? Oh, I'd play that heartbeat. You kidding? Yeah. I love that game. I'd be actually pretty but that, okay with that. That may mean that they're they're basically sitting on it for a nice direct in January just mm-hmm. to kick the year off, which I'm cool with too. We'll probably get yeah. more Animal Crossing details in that direct as well, right? It's not it's not any you don't need any sort of insider information to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's probably gonna be a direct uh, early next year. <laughs> ultimately the treat for Nintendo fans at the Game Awards was that Smash Brothers won the fighting game category, yeah, right? Which is and great. Like, that game uh, because the game awards are early in December, the you know, Smash Brothers was beyond the cutoff last year. It was our fighting game of the year in twenty eighteen. Should have obviously not included this saying. year. So uh, best soundtrack, yeah, it's just yeah. the there's no other games, right? It's pretty amazing. Well, one yeah. best soundtrack again? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Oh, okay. Death Stranding yeah. has I, I, really I wish, good music, man. It does have good it music. It does. Yeah. Uh, but it's it was a good year. Licensed parts. band. Yeah. Like, I would have wanted it. It was a good year for music and games, to be yes. honest. Like, it was a, there were a lot of really good soundtracks that could have been honored, and I would have been like, yeah, that's, that's a good pick. Cadence of Hyrule was also bopping. Yes, exactly. Which, yeah. also, I guess that's a thing. It just got free DLC today, oh, yeah. Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, well. So there's a little news drop. A couple other things I did want to mention before we move on to the big show is uh, Pokemon... Sword and Shield leakers are being hunted, as I like to put it, <laughs> dun, which dun, is dun. the Pokemon company got... Uh, They're going to catch him? Oh. <laughs> they they got, uh, a T-1000 nice. of the wild to hunt them down. <laughs> they got a, a court approval to subpoena Discord, essentially, to find the people that leaked the game and, and pursue them legally. Uh, nothing is coming of that yet, but they basically they got legal approval to start looking into that further. Hey, Pokemon company, is it that serious? So you, know, the, you remember the, the, the story Jose told about how he terrified me with uh, X and Y and he stole my copy and he thought he, I, I lost oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, right. No. Yeah. Yeah. He did that to protect me from the Pokemon company, I which see. would have okay. literally killed me yeah. <laughs> if, if your game had been gone. Yeah. Uh, the, they're really I mean they're taking this really seriously that and I think the distinction here real quick is not just information about Pokemon Sword and Shield but the people who leaked the full right. game ahead of release that's, that's different what, that's what they're pursuing that's I'm different. pretty sure so that's uh, they they said well it's kind of a muddled complaint I, I I read through this it was they were they were they're trying to prove that they actively did harm to the game right by um, getting pe- making it so people are less excited so that mm. plays into the information that was shared as yeah well. but like yeah obviously don't steal games and don't leak them that's not cool yeah uh, and the final little bit of news is that, uh, kind of unsurprisingly, the Switch was the best-selling console of November, according to, I believe, mm-hmm. NPD, uh, which is not a surprise given the Switch Lite and Pokemon and kind of the fervor around that. Yeah, and then a story that we can't really tell because no official data is out, it likely surpassed the Xbox One in sales in total. So Microsoft hasn't announced a new sales figure in a long time. And, you know, obviously MPD doesn't disclose that uh, externally unless you pay for an account and then you cannot share that uh, that data externally as well. But... Um, with all estimates as to the install basis, it looks like the Switch surpassed the, the Xbox One, uh, all of the units combined with the, wow. the One S and the X, uh, in just over two years versus a console on the market for more than six, right, at this point? Yeah, so it's that's pretty incredible. That's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's inarguable that the Switch is doing 
extremely well. That's why I said this isn't quite a huge surprise, uh, especially with Pokemon's release, but exciting nonetheless. This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals, so I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener, I went to watch it, and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. But let's uh, let's get into the meat of this. Let's talk about Nintendo's 2019 because it was a big, busy year for this little system. Uh, and I I don't know exactly even how we want to go about this, but I wrote down <laughs> just like some of the biggest releases of 2019 for for the Switch, and it's a long list. And it's color coded. It is color coded. If we go back to the very beginning excessive. of the year, <laughs> very beginning. <laughs> I think I went never. I went into the year. That's Mr. Caffeine from the ill-fated Ubisoft E3 so press also conference. Right? Wayne's World. Yeah. yeah, that one. Okay. He, he don't, stole it. Don't, don't, we're all Mr. over that. Caffeine it, in the pot. You, you were making a, a Mr. Caffeine no. face. I saw it. No. That was a caffeine no, face. No, I love Wayne's World. 
like a thin face. Uh, but in the face. very at the very beginning of the year, we looked at the year and we said there is no way Nintendo could top last year because of the big games that they released. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not we weren't getting a new like Mario caliber type game or Breath of the Wild caliber game this year. And then when you now look back at the year, it's pretty damn good. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, we already knew that. That was something we were talking about going into 2019 that I was saying, at least on the show, is, man, it's busy. Even if it's not, like you said, even if there's no bangers, it's going to be busy. Yeah. And I think that that is a really interesting, like, it, it's interesting to see the way those chips fell, because you're right, there wasn't anything that really was stealing the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we now know in hindsight is that busy also equaled quality in a lot of cases like there were big questions about is fire emblem or fire emblem and pokemon going to be able to make the jump from handheld only to handheld console hybrid are they going to be able to do that and i think we now have sort of at least especially in the case of fire emblem resounding yeses in yeah they really were able to to up their game yeah and on that note someone mentioned I i don't know if it was on this show or like on our facebook group page but mentioning that one of the nice things about it all just being on the Switch instead of the 3DS and having that divide makes it so those same games can just be funneled onto one single platform mm-hmm. and it gives that more attention. And like you said, it does make it busier, more lively. Like Nintendo's games aren't, are no longer split between two devices, which kind of makes the Switch so much more appealing. Can we pour yeah. one out for the 3DS that died Oh, absolutely. I love my 3DS. I just I just picked up my Metroid edition at home. It was still sitting next to the charger. I'm like, I don't need to charge this in a while. <laughs> so uh, the three, well, let's start there then. Since this was kind of the, the swan song year of the 3DS, the three sort of most notable new games to come out on the 3DS this year was Yokai Watch 3 in February 8th, on February 8th, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn on March 8th, and then Persona Q2 in on June 4th. And that had come out, at the end of 2018 in Japan already. Um, and yeah, except for Shovel Knight Treasure Trove getting an update this month, there's it's kind of curtains for the I, 3DS. I think it's a, a good, uh, I can't wait till Animal Crossing system that you play New Leaf on while you wait until mm. March. But otherwise, yeah, it's a, it's, it's getting some dust it's on there. It slowed down so fast. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I, well, you're, you're surprised that it didn't kind of keep steam with the switch i expected smaller publishers to still crank out a bunch of 3ds games especially mm. in japan you know like there for there to be more rpgs and little sim games and it just dried up super fast i guess that makes sense when you look at all of the games came out this year for switch all of the ports all the mm-hmm. indie games that came out like it was just why wouldn't you bring it to the switch mm-hmm. over yeah. the 3ds yep when you saw how much steam it had Exactly. And we've seen developers get, you know, for lack of a better term, burned before releasing their game on 3DS and kind of losing out on all the sales they would have had had it been released on Switch. Mm-hmm. Bring Ever Oasis yep. to Switch, please. Persona Q2 was good, though. That'd be a good one. So yeah. I think that was, uh, you know, there was a good swan song then mm-hmm. if there's nothing else coming afterwards. The other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of looking back on the year is uh, let's talk Smash Bros. Because Smash Bros. released at the end of 2018, very, very end of 2018, which kind of made, and I think of it very much as a 2018 game in my head. I was talking about that last week with the Game Awards, but this was really a busy year for that Mm -hmm. game in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Tournaments, DLC, Mm -hmm. you know, we got, um, uh, just looking at it, Piranha Plant in February, Joker in April, Hero in July, Banjo in September, Mm -hmm. uh, and then Terry in November. So there was this pretty 
consistent cadence. There were updates in yep. between that. They yeah, had you got a home run contest. You got a, all these more updates. Right. Home run and I think was good. Co-op in spirits. If you look at Nintendo's little year in review feature, right? If you mm-hmm. go to their website and look at, uh, they have this cool little readout when you log in that shows you what you played most. I bet most Switch owners Number one game is going to be Smash for 2019, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah shout like, out to we that. all went nuts playing it in December, but then you kept on playing it. We were going to talk about this a little bit later, but yeah, if you go to switch.nintendo.com/year-in-review, so just switch.nintendo.com/year-in-review, uh, you can log into your Nintendo account and it'll give you a little readout of the games you, the five games you played most in 2019, how many hours you played, yeah. how many different games you played. It's a it's a pretty cool little thing. Uh, but before we jump to that, I, w- I do want to talk Smash because, like, I, I guess what did, what are people's takes on this? Because this is the first time. I mean, Nintendo did Smash DLC uh, for the Wii U version, of course, mm-hmm. they did fighter packs and or, or fighters DLC and all that sort of stuff. But this is the first time they've really kind of gone full force into a Smash Bros. game of consistent release schedule, all these updates. What did what did you make of Smash in 2019? I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving, <laughs> especially because we all thought that, you know, okay, there'll be five more characters and then they'll start dying down. And Zachary's like, actually, we're going to keep making more characters in the next year. So have that was fun. a good surprise. And then everyone who was like, oh, well, I guess my character got deconfirmed. Like, nope, there's still hope that Goku's going to be in Smash or yeah. Goku, they explicitly okay, said not. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. They said, know they, you're, uh, I think it was Sakurai said that they're going to stick to game characters only. So okay. Goku was well, explicitly... Okay, well, yes. Shrek has been in Shrek racing, so it still <laughs> could be a character. Until they change their mind. Stop um, asking for this, Brenda. Goku's they been might in Dragon Ball Z Fighters. But, but the way the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the characters... I thought the way the characters were spaced out was really cool. Mm-hmm. I think the, the release of Piranha Plant, Plant kind of started off things on kind of a sour note but it was hmm. because people weren't always clear how to get this character it was this oh, yeah. weird muddled release like they should have just started this character off as like your first like just hey everybody gets this character this is gonna like this is the quality of character you can expect from having the pass I, I think Piranha Plant was a great character and I was a big fan from the get go it's also one of the best amiibo ever made <laughs> um, so there a lot of people were mad it wasn't Petey Specifically, yeah, I get yeah, that. It was way bigger. Yeah, PD, they're PD like, hey, Ron, this could be anyone. I don't yeah. know who this is. But PD's in the final smash, right? But, but then it was yeah. like every couple every couple of months, you got a reason to go back in if you stop playing. So mm-hmm. there, I'm sure there are lots of people who always play with their friends. Like I, I keep on like playing, and then I drop off, and I obviously go to all the other games that came out and try to find time to play all of that. Well, that's definitely um, been my my track. Was yeah, so you go like yeah. with smash. Yeah, I also think that Nintendo deserves uh, a fair bit of praise for kind of how they evolved in those drops over since the beginning, since this game first came out. I remember their very first balance update had pretty basic, basic patch notes, Mm -hmm. and that was even a surprise and really good. And since then, they've sort of grown to an unprecedented level of transparency where you have Sakurai giving these really casual, detailed breakdowns of each character as they announce them. I think that stuff is really commendable from them and something that I wouldn't expect from them at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and the foresight, he must have recorded all these messages in the 80s since he hasn't aged one (laughs) one day. You knew all that back then. Closet. Um, the other thing that I, I find really notable about the character releases is they didn't go the easy route. You know, mm. Joker is such a cool kind of unexpected fan favored character. So they went with something that surprised everybody. But then when they did Hero, that character is so complex. They're, they could have 
done an easy character with a, a single like move set and no magic and all of that and they did something complicated and then banjo kazooie that's owned by another company and there's there are all these kind of like memories and strings attached that used to be a nintendo owned ca- character and it's no longer and the fact that they overcame that and mm-hmm. were able to strike this deal and integrate that character is so great like if you look at the wii u dlc plan it was bringing back a lot of past like roy and Mewtwo, mm-hmm. and then they released Cloud, which is like one of the new characters at the time. And but for the most of them, it was just like, okay, we'll bring back someone old and give them mm-hmm. some tweaks. But largely, they're the same character. And they could have, with everybody in Ultimate, it was like, okay, do you release clone characters mm-hmm. or do you actually make new ones from scratch who all have their own? crazy mechanics that are far apart from everybody else you've seen. Yeah, you could have ended up with Waluigi being like a Wario-type yeah. clone. That would have been the easy route. Bicycle like, and Here's some color swaps. Or yeah. <laughs> Here's five bucks, please. Yeah. Is that a sore subject, Janet? I, I just feel like it's over. Like, that <laughs> happened and we don't need to go back to Waluigi. But as far as Smash stuff, I definitely agree with Pear. Like, it has been cool to see what their creative twist on for these fighters is. And I like that they... You know, even though Piranha Plant maybe isn't a fan favorite, I like that they did that instead of something that feels super obvious. Mm. Um, but for me as a player, um, I don't personally really care too much about the Smash DLC. I think it's cool that it exists, but I'm not going to be revisiting Smash to play these specific fighters because I personally only play Smash when I'm playing with friends at like a social event or mm. if I if I lived with someone that enjoyed playing Smash at that level, then maybe I would be playing more and like, oh, let's try out the new character. But unlike with Mario Kart 8's DLC, which now has, if you have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you have the DLC already baked in. Like, those were cool because I loved racing and did it a lot, so it gave me something else to experience again. But with a fighting game, unless I'm like really good at fighting games, I don't really get the same joy from, oh, this new character's moveset. Like, it might look good, but it's not like I can fully appreciate it because that's not a genre that I have heavy expertise in versus a kart racer, which is so casual that, like, it's cool that we're in Hyrule and I don't really need to have a higher level of understanding to enjoy it. So, like, Mm -hmm. to me, the novelty of the DLC wears off fast. And the, the main thing I take away from the Smash DLC is oh, you have to load a lot of stuff when you turn this on because like, I haven't played in so long that it's like, update, update, update. Give you like 20 minutes. Yeah, and like I said, it's cool that it exists. I know people are excited about it. I might be in the minority of it, but I just, I personally do not care about it. That's fair. Is there anything you would have wanted to see them do differently or see them do, I mean, more is a, an ask, but anything else you would have wanted from Smash this year then? Honestly, uh, Smash Ultimate, I wasn't like that crazy about. A lot of people were like, it's my favorite Smash. It's the ultimate Smash, right? It's in the name. But to me, it's uh, Smash Ultimate is highly oversaturated. There's mm-hmm. so many things that are there that it becomes meaningless. And I, I think the campaign is cool, but it's so lengthy and such a slog. And it's just, I don't personally get any joy out of it. I I'm not a huge fan of Smash Ultimate. Like, it is nice that everyone's there, but also, like, like as far as the stages, there's a lot of whack stages there. Like, I would have preferred something a bit more curated. Um, and then it also begs the question, what's going to be next for Smash? Because are you... I think you kind of run into, like, almost a weird Pokemon situation where, like, anything that doesn't have everything will be a step down in terms of content. Mm-hmm. So then what's the next move? And I feel like they've kind of backed themselves into a wall in a weird way. Kind of so reboot I'm, it. I'm curious to what... Mm-hmm like will happen next um with it and in in case it wasn't obvious Mm -hmm. smash melee is my favorite smash (laughs) yeah i I hear you on curation right like when you have this much content then you will run into stuff that you don't love but that's why i think this package is so good in that you can customize it for play with your friends and like if there's stages you don't like you just don't have them in rotation and um packland 
Yeah. Pac-Man yeah. is the worst stage. <laughs> yeah. I would love to rank all the stages in terms of like how Ooh. fun they are, but there's so many stages. I'll do it. Oh, don't why don't we use our um our versus thing? Yeah. The, uh, oh, that's a good idea. We could because we do the stages. Because the winner will be found destination. There, there's no getting around it. Yes. Yeah. It's a number one found destination. That's it. What? Mm, I mean, I no, because all the pros are going to pick it, and then it's just yep. like every other tourney. Um, but I will say well, for like ranked Smash, if you're basic, you know, like. <laughs> The real fans. We have two different polls going on. Real players and basic for the yes. normies. You guys know who you are. You don't have to line up accordingly. <laughs> uh, on the list of things that they didn't have to do but I love so much was adding free spirit battle updates, mm-hmm. which I think is like the underrated gem of, of Ultimate is having the, even though they, they couldn't be a fighter, what if you had to fight an interpretation of that character? And then they're like, hey, there was so what about too. Mm-hmm. what about Capcom characters? Let's just throw in like Leon Kennedy. I'm just like, what? Yeah. And yeah. like it was all it was like a free update. It's like, here's some Resident Evil characters you can fight now in Smash. I'm like, that's so crazy. And all of them are so ridiculously in like ingenious the way they're like, what if it's this character with a gun? Yeah. But also it's a time limit and there's an earthquake to simulate, like, oh, I get it. It's because of this and this. That's why they did that. Like, that's such a cool thing. I love to make that do it for like a living. Like, yeah. I want to make a list of like the top 10 characters I'd make into a Smash battle through spirits. Yeah. Well, it's also just kind of amazing the relationship that Nintendo and Capcom have right now that they can put Resident Evil 2. Or not just Resident Evil 2, but Resident Evil stuff into Smash Bros. And there's still a Rathalos as a boss battle in Smash Bros. And no other For Monster no Hunter reason, stuff. Right? Yeah, right? No, it's, like, it's for Casey. Yeah. I, yeah. Sure. What do you mean? <laughs> to appease Casey. I'm sure you could pull Check out Casey yeah. Monster. I'm sure you could pull out clips of me on this show uh, a year and a half ago being like, there's a Rathalos. That means there's going to be Monster Hunter characters. That means going to be there's other stuff. We and thought that about isn't. like Rayman's trophy too. It's yeah. like, no, they just do random stuff They're like, like nothing that. Has Which I'm not meaning. complaining But that's about. why I like, <laughs> yes, almost yeah. feel like Smash is like the community app for your Switch, right? Like it's like <laughs> this amalgamation of everything you love about yeah. Nintendo games and their friends. And like, I think this whole like Capcom and Square relationship, I think it's just going to grow in the next year too. I, I think hope. we're going to see more from those guys. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about first party or exclusive Switch games now because mm-hmm. this was, as we said, nothing, no Mario or Zelda this year except for Cadence, which mm. was a surprise in itself. And Mario Maker 2. Um, and, oh, and yeah. Ma- Mario Maker 2, but you know, that's. that's so they come with asterisks. Yes. <laughs> all, all those, the Zelda and Mario games come with asterisks, exactly. But there were a lot of games, and it kind of kicked off with, um, and this is kind of cheating because it's a deluxe edition, but New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe on January 10th, uh, then followed by, is this a first party game? Tetris 99. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's on, exclusive. Yeah. It's I exclusive. was, okay, let's talk about these as we go, because Tetris 99, I did not think, I thought it was a goof. And like people really took off with that game, and they've done community events with that game, and they've so done DLC. Good. And like, yeah, that's what, what is they, going like, on? Like again, they use this as a community hub. Right? Yeah, it was like, a perfect like way to like, hey, this is why you want the online membership. Yeah, I, but I I saw that and I was like, cool, but I don't care. But now, like, it <laughs> matters. Like, it really like people are really into it. Tetris yeah. is so like obviously one of the greatest franchises of all time because so many different takes on Tetris are amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I think of, like, you know, t- um, what's the Tetris effect, the VR yeah, one? I'm really like, good. whoa, this totally changed, like, what I knew Tetris to mm-hmm. be. And then when Tetris 99 came out, I was, like, also, once again, changed the game without actually changing the core mechanic. And, like, that is just so... It's such a fantastic, brilliant game. And Mar- uh, Mario, Tetris 99, uh, I downloaded it instantly. I played... I remember one thing that really surprised me when this came out 
Well, as soon as I jumped into the game, I was wondering, well, how long will it actually take for me to mm. find players? It, it didn't take any time and it never does. <laughs> like people are always there, always playing. Wild. I, it, while it was frustrating as a player that they didn't tell you much about like the rules of the game, like in terms of getting, uh, I forget the term for it, but you get kind of badges, I think oh, is right. what it's called. And those yeah. affect like certain things in terms of your scoring. Like basically if you want to actually win, you kind of need to understand that system a little bit and like do your T spins and get extra stuff. Like you have to know all of that to have like a better chance of winning. And they didn't tell you any of that, (laughs) but it was kind of cool. Like seeing people slowly like on Reddit and on Twitter, figure out like how to play this game in the best way possible. And the thrill of competing and the matches are, you know, it has that same appeal that any other battle Royale game has where it's quick you don't even have to be good at it to have a good time playing it. And mm-hmm. sometimes you get lucky and end up like way higher than you expect to. Yeah. And it's and it's thrilling each time and it's different each time. Yet the mechanics are exactly the same each time. It's so brilliant. Then they had all the themes. <laughs> like the themes were amazing. Someone talk about the themes. They were so good. And what a, I mean, Great game. to me, it's just also such a fitting title to pick. Like Tetris put the Game Boy on the map and established mm-hmm. handheld gaming. And so for this one, they're like, we're going to use this for our online service as like a core focal point for it to bring people together. And I actually like that whole discovery portion of it. That's like when Minecraft first launched. People are like, how do you craft these things? And, you know, the metagame was working with others on, uh, you know, on forums and, you know, news groups, all of that on working together. Uh, I sound like Joe Biden. News groups uh, <laughs> on forums around the Internet, um, figuring out how the systems of the game work. And I really like that sort of meta. What is the L block? mean <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> uh after Tetris 99 we had uh the first sort of major first party uh character game from nintendo which was yoshi's crafted world on, yes. oh nice i'm so March glad you 27th. did it. <laughs> uh this was a, a, I, I reviewed this and it was interesting to i don't think it was a disappointment by any means i think it was a very good game right yep but it sort of just came and went in a in an interesting way and i i don't think it necessarily needed to stick around and you know blow the roof off of anybody's head but it was sort of it was interesting to see a yoshi game sort of just come and go like that i think it was a safe simple. crowd pleaser yep. yeah yeah what, simple what, and safe what I did call you it. score it uh i forgot seven eight something or something high, like high something. sevens yeah. i think seven eight might be right yeah yeah, I played through this game in its entirety uh, because I wrote the guide on it, and there's a lot of stuff in that game. Yeah, like there's a lot of col- it's too many collectibles. It's a ton like, of and I'm not just saying that because I had to write the guide. Mm-hmm. It's like, how many of these collectibles can I actually put into here in the next week? Um, it's not just that <laughs> aspect. They they kind of felt like they lost their meaning a bit. Like they it kind of got oversaturated. Uh, I know I use that. They term got already Donkey today. Kong 64 after a while. Yeah, like it just you had to do the levels no backwards. One that level and like it's like ukulele. But oh, look, purple bananas. Sorry. Drag, no, you're good. Um, it's always a fine time to make that reference. <laughs> but like that aside, happy. there were a lot of um, what was cool about Yoshi's Crafted World to me, because a lot of people were like, it's too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, what's cool to, about it to me is that you're basically traveling through these dioramas where everything is crafted. So it's like stuff is made with little milk cartons and it's very charming looking. And the joy in that game is taking it like kind of screen by screen as you move through and just looking at everything because that's how you find the red coins. Mm-hmm, that's how mm-hmm. you find the flowers. And so that's kind of where like the kind of puzzle solving element came into it. And when you get into the later worlds, some of that stuff's really fantastic. Like I know only maybe only Tom will get this reference, but um, the level that had the clowns in it. Yeah. Like that was amazing. But in the, in the level with also where it's all shadowy, like you're kind of going through these like sliding doors. Yeah. There's a lot of incredibly creative and even challenging moments in that game. 
But unfortunately, I feel like if you pick it up and play for like an hour or two, you might be like, mm, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. But I think there's actually a lot more to offer. But unfortunately, it's it's a little bit more back ended. And I think that's hard for players. Yeah. yeah, it was it was I'm ultimately I'm very glad it exists. And it kind of just adds to the the pile of cool stuff that Nintendo has made this year rather than, again, not breaking out of that pile, just adding to it and, and not not dragging it down by any yeah. means. So, yeah, if you if you haven't finished it and discovered a lot of this stuff, uh, especially Jan the put in the in the guide, maybe maybe go back to it now that you've finished all the big other games. Yeah, it's got yeah. enough to feel, do that. Feel free definitely. to add to the guide as well. Yeah. <laughs> Are you missing some stuff? No, of course not. I okay. wouldn't be missing anything at all. <laughs> it's completely, I got all of those arbitrary collectibles. Janet obviously. Said no, you that, may have missed something. <laughs> now, okay. that was a, a It didn't happen game. when I was moving here at all. That's not when I had to write the Oh, guide. I see. Okay. It wasn't, yeah. That was a safer thing for <laughs> Nintendo, but let's talk about a weird, risky, unexpected thing that they did, which is April 15th, Labo VR came out. And then again, also came and went. Uh, but they they made VR on the Switch as they could sort of <laughs> sort of they teased it before too with like hmm, if we're gonna do something with VR it'll be very unique and yeah. very Nintendo is like was. that was very unique that was very Nintendo it looked better than I thought it would it did do it that. definitely is not something that you want to have strapped to your head for a long time no. And you can't um, even strap it to your head. You have to hold it up there, right? It, weren't you the one who was, like, lying on his back trying to do gonna, it? That or was People head. were doing that. I was trying to attach, uh, whatchamacallit, um, elastic to the sides to actually wear it as a headset, but couldn't get that work. But, like, to to me, I, I love this kind of stuff. It's I have one of my three children is really into building stuff and, you know, uh, like, uh, do-it-yourself crates and stuff. Um loves little chemistry sets and like this falls in line with that like it is not about the ultimate quality of the game and how like long they live it's about the process of creating it and in creating learning how that stuff works i think no nothing else does it as well as these labo kids yeah like just building the fishing rod and seeing how they pulled off all these mechanisms that's what's so fun about this but that's definitely not for everyone and with the vr one you know, there were some people, I think, who were expecting deeper experiences. I will say for the VR, it's almost kind of like porting uh, Witcher 3 to the Switch, where it's like, uh-huh. should you have done this? <laughs> Maybe. I feel but like a Jeff Goldblum quote coming, yeah. is kind of crazy. Like, you could play Breath of the Wild in VR. Mm-hmm. Should you? Mm. Ah, I don't think you should. No. But you could. Yeah. And that's crazy. But the, the levels they made for Odyssey were neat. The fact that they, they did it something a little bit more curated. Yeah. That, that was cool. Uh, we got to keep moving just because, man, there's a lot of stuff this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah. Only at June. Uh, we mentioned this already, but Cadence Viral came out June 13th. This was just cool to see Nintendo kind of be brave and give one of their major, major game series to a relatively quiet, I mean, not unknown, but a, a much smaller indie developer. Like I couldn't that. get into it. I no. like the music. That's Ultimately, fine. I did not walk away saying this is like one of my favorite games. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's. I th- I think the only problem is what it wasn't really marketed enough to tell you that hey, this is not a Zelda game. Mm-mm. This is a Necro Dancer game with a Zelda skin with really yeah. cool Zelda effects in it. Yeah, but it's still at its heart is a rhythm dancing moving tile tile yeah, game I, I think a lot of people didn't get into this but i i just am, i really enjoy what it represents oh I think. yeah i love i love the mu- the music angle and like hearing the remixes was great yeah so yeah, yeah happy that i played it but well, like the whole time, time i was playing like uh, brian said this too it's like i was like oh man i want to play a 2d zelda game right now <laughs> yeah. not too late in the year but uh, i do like though that it kind of open the promise of what's to come mm. where we could see in 2020 
more indie developers take on these properties and make it their own. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing what people do. Super into that. You're never going to get through this list. Yeah, I know. June 28th, Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, I feel like it was exactly what people wanted. Awesome right? package. Yeah, and and to see the... I, I, my only hope for this game was that it was going to get more DLC or more quickly. The, but the Zelda thing it got recently was a really good sign that they're not just walking away from it. Yeah, yeah glad for that. Love the game. Only issue, the lag was crazy. Mm. That was painful. Oh, and, you mean online? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant like in general. Yeah, the online mm. lag, um, if you... Yeah, the online lag is terrible. Yeah. Um, and even if you download a level and play with more than two people, two people was great. I played hunt like a lot of hours that way. But three people on screen, even downloaded, doesn't work. It like is slow and awkward. Um, and also, it's still really annoying to find someone's level. Yeah. Other than that, it's I love still it. Not, yeah. Still not but a perfect system. At least I system. got a cool maker ID me with a little jetpack. And, and, and I love the Zelda DLC. I think it's really I well do done. also like... Uh, mm-hmm wasn't expected but a lot of developers were like hey mm-hmm. i made a level yeah and like you got like you know uh like i think the shante developer made one yeah. celeste developer made one celeste too. developer made yeah. one i it's didn't like look at that going no, through these you. scene like oh all these like really cool other developers have mm-hmm. made their courses yep. mm-hmm. and like that's such a really neat aspect that you wouldn't find anywhere else so many cool things about that game continuing on uh halfway through the year now marvel ultimate alliance 3 came out july 19th and fire emblem three houses july 26th the funny thing i'll say about these because we've talked and Endlessly about both these games. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance feels a lot longer away to me than Fire Emblem. Marvel Ultimate Alliance feels like it came out six months ago. Fire Emblem, I feel like, came out two months ago. Like, I, that's still definitely in people's minds. I feel like those Stopping games just came backs. out too close to each other. Right. I wish they had given Marvel um, Ultimate Alliance a little bit of room to breathe. Um, but like getting Fire Emblem a week later, you know what I did? I stopped playing Marvel completely. Yeah. You know, and um, just kind of, it was hard then to go back because once you get hooked on Fire Emblem, there's just so much in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Astral Chain came out August 30th. I also, talked yeah. at length, I think it was last week or the week before, about how I just recently discovered this game and was very, very impressed. Uh, anybody? Cool. Legends of Zelda Link's Awakening, September 20th. Now we're getting into games that are more recent, so we can touch on them a little bit less. Uh, Link's Awakening. Uh, anybody Another do a Brian Altano impression? We can just have him tell, say it's great. Well, as you know, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening is my favorite game of all time. When I was a young lad. There we go. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> look, obviously <laughs> Brian really liked it a lot. I, okay, I, I, I really enjoyed the style, the look, mm-hmm. uh, the sound of this game. Like uh, when you put on headphones and you like just listen to the room sound in the dungeons. Like it's, it's crafted with so much care. Mm-hmm. It's got a little rough edges, you know. Definitely does. Because also because it's an old game and like they could have maybe tweaked the map a little bit so that you didn't always have to run around all the edges no in order to get to places. But um, I really, I thought it was so charming. I loved the thing from the beginning to the end. And I know you had some issues with some other levels that you didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I'm still that, not done with it, but I'm going to get wow. there. It's just not, it's not that a, Feeling to finish, like I don't know, yeah. like it's long and it's I, very I like it's, it's like definitely it. a game that was made in 1993. Yeah. yeah, and like mm-hmm. you know, and the reason I drag it so much is like it's a remake, and it's like okay, I want to be like res- talked about in 2019, but I'm going to keep like all the crummy stuff from back when I came out, and I'm like, which one is it? If you're going to get talked about now, you will be held today. <laughs> I think standards. they tried both. They yeah. they wanted to stay true to the tile based setup, and I think they succeeded with that. But it has yeah, but some, some issues. Sometimes yeah. your truth is that the game has problems. Yeah, <laughs> like Link to the Past, you could port and not change the thing, and it'd be fine. Yeah, and I think yeah. the standards for remakes really has been raised, especially with like Resident Evil 2 remake. Like, oh, plays so good. This mm-hmm. one, I see this. I see how it's old. 
Yep. Uh, in conjunction with Link's Awakening, the Nintendo Switch Lite came out on September 20th, but I want to save that for uh, a little bit later. We can talk about that in a little more depth. Ring Fit Adventure came out on October 18th, and Luigi's Mansion 3 on October 31st. They had a good October of family-friendly, cool, cute games. Both games that surprised me. Yeah. Quality-wise, um, I didn't think I would get into Ring Fit Adventure. I thought it was going to be ge- a, like a generic workout game. And then I kept on just being delighted by like the ideas in it and how charming it was. And I think it's really fun. Yeah. And then Luigi's Mansion 3 is way better than I expected it to be. Like oh, really? That game is so good. Hmm. I really, really enjoy this game. Um, you know, I, I haven't. F- I'm still not completely finished. I have to go back and find some of the. Uh, I'm not using a guide. Okay. If find you do, some of the remaining booze, and I'm doing it co-op with my son now. So I huh. played the entire game single player, and now I'm doing co-op to find all the secrets. Very cool. Love it. Any thoughts, Jen? I know you played. I a love lot both of those games. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we're running out of time, but yeah, Luigi's <laughs> Mansion Three. Um, I, want you, I want you to gush. Still it was. Yeah. Something I, for it. I have I have feelings that I can share on this podcast. We don't um, hear you like anything. I know that's true. I really do have to. This yeah. is your yeah, moment. To so I know you guys. Okay, that's think, all the time we have. Oh no! no. <laughs> I know you guys think that I hate games, but sometimes <laughs> I don't hate games. Only Nintendo games. Here are some games that I can like. Yeah, Ring Fit Adventure um, did surprise me. I wasn't sure if it would be a good workout. Um, I wasn't really too worried about people always ask like, is it fun though outside of the workout? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the game is the work. What? Like it's the same. It's it. It's this, it's a workout game. So uh, like, is Smash good outside the fighting? I mean, what? Like, it's mm-hmm. it, they're one and the same <laughs> to me. Um, and the exercises were great. The feedback was amazing. It was such like there's a lot of tech issues with the Switch, which I know we'll get into later. But it was such an amazing use of the Joy-Con. The things that the Joy-Con could do in that game, like, absolutely blow me away. This thing is insane. Yeah, yeah, like, the fact that, like, I don't know if you got into the part where you do the planks yet. Yes. But, yeah, when you, like, it's like a like a moving plank, like a boat plank or something. Mm. And when you move, like, it has that haptic feedback in the vibration of the Joy-Con. It's just so, so smart. Uh, love that game. My goal is to finish it next year because there's no way I could finish it this mm. year because it's mm. very long, which I like because it's a workout game. You should probably be working out until you die. So Create uh, habits, right? Yeah, have some time for it. And yeah. it gives you a lot of feedback, too, on like the workouts you do. It'll be like, oh, you did a lot of like lower body stuff, so here's this stretch for this. Like It's so responsive and so smart. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Luigi's Mansion is one of my favorite game series ever. I loved it. I loved it as soon as it came out. Loved Dark Moon. And I was expecting to love this one, too. I liked what I saw. 3 so I did go in feeling pretty optimistic about it but I think it still exceeded my expectations and what was so great about this game is I went in like and I'm sure you guys have had this experience too where you like love something so much and you're like I hope this doesn't suck and then when it like totally (laughs) just fixed a lot of the issues in Dark Moon a lot of the issues from like just previous games of the franchise and just it was just like the best version of Luigi's Mansion ever. And it makes me also excited that like the fact that they made this game means that maybe the series will be kind of more of a staple instead of just that mm. cult classic that was kind of, oh yeah, that thing that you played on GameCube because there were no other GameCube games and yeah. some people hated and some people loved, um, which I did love it. <laughs> I love that um, too. Yeah, it's so charming. It's smart. It's like, and there's way the more in this so game, great. like there's, some really good tools and puzzles. It's so detailed. Creative. It is. Yeah. It's so creative. It's it's just it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It's a game. It's one of the few games where I recommend it to literally everyone, even if you don't like puzzle games. Like I still recommend this because it's so accessible. And it's getting more DLC. In it. It's a game I want mm-hmm. to take slow. I love going through every single mm-hmm. room, trying to vacuum up every single yep. piece of furniture mm-hmm. I can, smacking everything, opening every drawer, using the strobe light. Like I yeah. love just 
going room by room, making sure I have everything. I want all the money, mm-hmm. all the coins, all the weird stuff. And what's great money. about that is like the doing that is its own joy. Mm-hmm. Like if they didn't give me anything for sucking up all the sand in Tomb Suites, I wouldn't care. I just mm-hmm. want to vacuum the sand. <laughs> but then they're like, there's a gem in here. And I'm like, okay. So the game has that perfect balance of like making what it wants you to do already fun so that like that's a, and I did 100% it because I wrote the guide and that guide is finished and you can look at it um, don't don't look at the other one but um, Janet even if, finished <laughs> the other guy okay. yeah, yeah the one the one when I was here I was like oh I gotta finish this okay mm-hmm. um, but in all seriousness like it if I didn't have to do that I still would have because it's just such a joy awesome uh, finally, Nintendo first party wise closed out the year with Pokemon Sword and Shield on November 15th, which we don't have to talk about because we've already talked your ear off about it recently. But it's fun. Yes, yes, definitely. Real quickly running down this beyond just first party support, because that's a pretty impressive list of stuff that they put out uh, themselves or with partner third or second party partners. Divinity Original Sin 2 came out on Switch this year. Dragon Quest XI S, Ori and the Blind Forest. First party port, quality port, right there. Witcher port, 3, port, Final port, Fantasy port, 7, port, 9, port, 10, port, 10, 10 port, 2, port, 12, port, port, Resident port, Evil 1, 4, 5, 6, port, port, Overwatch, port, port, Assassin's Creed 3, 4, and Rogue. Layton's Mystery Journey. Layton's like Mystery Journey, port. Mortal Kombat 11. There was just a crazy amount of impressive ports that came out this year. The Switch really rounded out in terms of big bombastic games this year too. also porting the pets initiative xbox games microsoft <laughs> yeah. is like wild yeah. speaking cuphead and ori like ori, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, very yeah. cool mike's going like hey we know that we're gonna sell a lot but we'd sell even more if we had them can't wait for halo next year some other uh, <laughs> oh my god can you imagine also just i really quickly want to do this as a shout out just dance 2020 came out on november yes. 5th as the <laughs> final wii game to That's ever right. release not wii u i don't know wait final till next year they now ever. have a co-op mode where you guys can earn points collectively so if you have one player that's way better and one player that's not that great you guys can still feel like friends working towards a shared <laughs> oh. goal uh, I also I also wanted to look back at some of the delays. Of course, this year, uh, Animal Crossing got delayed. Metroid Prime 4 essentially started development over. We don't mm-hmm. really know what the deal is, but it's probably a long, 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 long way away. Uh, and I want to talk before we, we kind of take some, some user questions. What are your guys' biggest Nintendo highlights of 2019? What kind of shined brighter for you than anything else? Ring Fit Adventure. Was really? really cool. Yeah, that was like one of the biggest things, just because it was so surprising for me. And it's probably the game I will technically play the longest amount of time and that had the most impact on my life. Mm. Um, but of course, shout out to Luigi's Mansion 3 and, and Pokemon Sword and Shield, <laughs> not just Sword. Um, those are also just excellent games. Brendan? Uh, we talked about already about like Smash DLC mm. was like, I had some expectations but it just every character was just over the top and the way that not only did they build the character from the ground up with new mechanics that were never like the one that came previous also will give you a stage also music and the direct announcements for the characters were almost as crazy as the characters themselves like Mm. I can't believe one of the characters, Terry, was overshadowed by Sans from Undertale as a costume, <laughs> which no one thought would ever be possible yeah. mm-hmm. with Megalovania. Like, shout out to Toby Fox for living his best life this year, having his character as a costume. Megalovania also did the music for Little Town Hero, also had his music in Come On, and Deltarune is out on Switch as a Chapter 1 demo. Like, It's going to be a good Christmas at the Fox household. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Pair? Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, 
I love that series, but I was very worried. And if you go back to older episodes of NVC, you can hear that. I was worried about all the non-strategy stuff in the game. I thought, you know, like sometimes the town building as, uh, aspects of, of strategy games can get a little tiresome. And I expected that to happen with this game. And I felt like... The opposite happened. I actually did too much. I did too much in the, uh, in, you know, in the town. Um, so much that by the end of the game, like there wasn't really much to do because I had, you know, more tea parties. So. <laughs> yeah. Too many tea parties. Yeah. I, I thought this was a, after the last game before that was great, but it was split up and almost kind of nickel and diming players with this one was a return to giving you the maximum value. And, and no I keep kids. on kicking Janet's. A headphone cable game. I'm so sorry. It's okay. But um, nah, it's just a really good game. Everything about it. Music, characters, uh, you know, the, the quest overall. Lovely game. Uh, for me, it was the Switch Lite, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I think that the Switch Lite, in my eyes, is no better or worse a whole console than the Switch. I Pish think it's just different, right? It's, it's for a different type of person. It's got a lot of limitations that balance out a lot of its benefits but the thing that really amazed me was the switch Lite was the first time that i picked up a switch and was like oh this feels like nintendo's handheld design right Mm -hmm. it feels like it is such a refined little package Mm -hmm. and it's so cool how much it can do in that little box is i i'm i'm really really in love with the design they came up with but tom can it fly christmas colors no it can't that's very nice fair unless you paint it yourself yeah you can you can but then you have to just keep repainting it over and over again (laughs) it gets so thick that it doesn't matter that it weighs less uh yeah i was really impressed with the switch light um I'm also just really glad that we can stop reporting on leaks and rumors about a Switch Lite yeah. or a Switch Mini or whatever it was called. Oh, no, it was there should be no leaks and rumors heading was, into the next gen. Yeah, it was 2020 Switch Mega. Remember the yeah. Switch 4K was supposed to come out this yep. summer? Yep. Remember all that? I try to forget. Uh, let's it's talk neat. disappointments. I'm actually going to open this one because it's related to the, my Switch Lite thing. My biggest disappointment from Nintendo in 2019 is a similar thing. The Switch hardware keeps breaking it is something Mm -hmm. that we've seen a lot of it was a big conversation in 2019 joy-con drift cracks on the backs of systems scratches on screens persisted uh and to nintendo's credit which we've talked about before they started fixing joy-con drift for free which is i got two in the shop right now i my right joy-con just started drifting my old one that i already got fixed is now drifting on the left put it in my package yeah, I, I my Joy Cons have never drifted. I'm knocking that's, on wood. That's lucky, and you're not man. a real Nintendo fan. <laughs> yeah, I, gotta play I'm, it harder tonight. <laughs> the, I love the Switch as a piece of hardware. I am growing more and more and more concerned as its life goes on of what this device is going to look like years down the line, yeah. and if it's just going to fall apart. Because like my Super Nintendo still works, and mm-hmm. I'm not confident my Switch is going to work. The in Switch would six not years. have survived the war. That's all I have to say. <laughs> like the Game Boy? Yeah. Yes. No, it's not oh. even close. It doesn't even survive sitting here. Like, Look, mine they, is also chipped in the back. They've they've made some small revisions, but I was expecting them to redo the dock to avoid the scratch screen. And it's so, weird we haven't yeah. seen that yet. Mm-hmm. It's weird that there is no official dock. Oh, no. What happened? I have no idea. I have this weird chip on the back of my faceplate, and then someone had the gall to say, you should take care of your things. I do take care. I take, <laughs> I take care. Stop hitting me with that, and it wouldn't yeah. break so much. Yeah, Casey's was busted, <laughs> yeah. too, right? Casey's was real busted. Yeah. Do you guys, yeah. do you like do like mic drops with your switch? Or no, something? I don't. Like, it's like it can't. Hand- that's why Zelda is bad. It, it can't handle all the guides. Uh, or I don't know. Care. I'm not really sure what it is, but like I, okay. this is the only time I've had like technical don't issues with it. Bite it? Did I, you bite it? <laughs> you know what? I don't. You gotta see someone switch seats. Bite it first. <laughs> I'm gonna watch what she does with this thing. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it just it just kind of I've had drift. Uh, like it's just. 
it's been kind of a mess. It's a big um, disappointment. Look how new mine looks. Well, you know what? We don't all have the fancy job <laughs> that's that you a have. Question. Right it's yeah. just a month old, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah, we work so that it can look that nice. Oh, I see. So that's, how it works. that's where all the <laughs> yeah, efforts are going. Right. Um, uh, thank else you for dis- serving the Pharaoh. Anybody else with n- Nintendo 2019 disappointments? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. OS. OS. OS hasn't been updated, mm. and like the online systems, matchmaking, the silly use of an external mobile app, all of that is junk. So it's so and, uh, hard to find eShop games? No, and like the, the OS overall and the organization of how you can keep the games that you care about around, it, they've done a couple of things with sorting that, you know, they did some up- upgrades, but like as much as I can make the systems mine by changing the Joy-Con colors, I can't really do anything with what's on the screen. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity when it came out. Now it's time to add some bells and whistles. I yeah, I was yeah. hoping they'd add more of that this year, yep. too. Um, Brendan? I don't want to say I'm disappointed about delays because I would rather be disappointed about a delay than a game that's bad that okay. could have been better. So I guess You're- I'd be more disappointed about their uh, virtual console. Mm. I'm happy that we got the Nintendo Super Nintendo online, yeah. but the trade-off for not updating that at all yeah. Every month anymore. And then also just so many games are just left in the ether. Like all the the Wii virtual console games that you just cannot get anymore, they just obliterate from existence. And then if you try and get ROMs, Nintendo cracks down. So like, okay, well, I guess I'll just wait for Mario Party two to never be available ever. Yeah. Anywhere. And on oh, your delay okay. point, you can be personally disappointed. Oh yeah. But at the same time understand and prefer that, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like I'm sad that we're not playing Animal Crossing yet, but I'm still excited to play Animal Crossing whenever it comes out and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad they're gonna yep. have it be what they want it to be. Yeah. Janet? Um I'm disappointed that my switch is dying. Um and I'm also <laughs> disappointed uh that there are no longer Splatfests. And Aww. I was talking to Brendan about this before we started recording the show, and I understand that Platoon 3 will probably be a thing that exists because it's been a successful franchise, as Brandon pointed out before the show. And I know that they're probably doing this because they're moving towards developing Splatoon 3, but I really wish that they had like the bandwidth to keep supporting Splatoon 2 because once the game came out and you've already ran through the campaign and you've kind of like seen what there's to see, like the big draw that did keep me coming back and I think kept a lot of players coming back and kept Splatoon in the conversation was Splatfest. Mm. And without that, I mean, I, I do have some reasons to play. Like I, I love the game, so it's still fun. You can still do Turf Wars. You can work on getting um, rank at x which they just added so another rank that i can't reach above s <laughs> um so there's that to strive for but outside of that like there's not a nice thing that's like keeping the community together anymore and that's a that's a big bummer i yeah. think the community must keep the community together so i'm charging all splatoon players to make your own splat fest nintendo's gonna find your down other on find that. like seven other friends <laughs> you pick a side for some nonsensical thing like team horizontal versus team vertical and then you all fight each other in Splatoon, pretend you're in a Splatfest. Brendan, Team Horizontal versus Team Vertical would have way too many jokes to be a Nintendo-licensed Splatfest. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's why the community you know has to do it. You know what? I'm not coming to your Splatfest, because I don't know what's going on there. You, you <laughs> know who's going to win, too. Japanese snipers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Play during hours where Japanese snipers are awake, and you will, you will understand. Okay, so what are these they, hours? They, they have times every day. Don't invite the snipers over. Where the snipers are coming. Wow. All, that's all I'm saying. I have nightmares. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a year of, like, we talked about it, and I, I think it's been a, a good year for the Switch and a good year for Nintendo for sure. Um, but I wanted to highlight some of those disappointments, too, just because it's not, not saying it's been perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's always improvement that can be made. So last year we did this, 
and I'd like to do it again. What score out of 10 on the IGN scale would you guys give Nintendo's 2019? And I want to start with Pear, because Pear, you were the only one on the panel last year when we did this. What did I give it? You gave 2018 a 7.9. Is that a joke score? <laughs> Maybe. You said it was almost an eight. Yes, that's true. You said it was almost an eight of a year, almost a great year, but not quite. Yeah. So what do, what do you think about 2019 in terms of a terrible, cold numerical okay. value that does not represent your full opinion? I, I, I thought this was a great year. I would give it an 8.5. Okay. I thought this, the first party software was really varied. It was a good mix of re-releases remakes like Zelda and and just some really clever stuff um uh, you know sent like with Fire Emblem and Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon really kind of bringing in the the quality end of um of the story in a major way and Astral Chain as well um new hardware iterations not enough uh, um Joy-Con of course um so yeah I'd give it an 8.5 and the you know to get closer to perfection, they need to really court third parties and fill out the rest of the field, right? Like, the Switch is not the top console if you're into racing games, right? Grid's good, but that's it. Um, you know, a couple of smaller games like uh, Horizon Chase and stuff are, are fun, but it's like the the lineup is very Nintendo-centric, and I would love for them to get a little bit more variety from third parties before I go to the nine. If there had been, of course, a Breath of the Wild on top of all of this stuff, it would have been a nine for me. If it had Animal Crossing, it might have been there yeah. too. Yeah, but yeah. I'm with you. I'm in the eight. Great. Mm-hmm. This is a great year. Yeah, it was really good. Janet, I'm barely an eight. My gut reaction was a seven five because I'm like, Ooh. but not great. And then I looked at the list and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll give it great because I think there were enough games that were great, if not amazing, to carry it through. Yeah. But even if you just look back on our list that we have in front of us um, of games, like it was sort of, and even just hearing back on this episode, we kind of started off like sort of negative minus the Smash stuff. It was like, here's this game. It was fine. This one had problems. I like this yeah. one. You know, it was very mixed in the beginning and kind of like lukewarm. But then I think once you get Mario Maker 2, like yeah. to me, somewhere and beyond is when like, oh, now we're really cooking. Now we have something big to talk about that people have deep passions for and that the games are multi-layered and they're really interesting and that didn't really kick up until like like I said summer on so mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a late start but all those things that came out from the summer and into the fall have been amazing great games so yeah I'll yeah, give it a good eight. amount of ports that were very surprising and that they worked and worked well P- ports ports are more fun on switch because you can take the system with yes. you right mm-hmm. so there is this differentiating factor where like if I kept on getting ports on my PS4 or my Xbox One after I got it on those other platforms, I'd be like, eh, I don't care. Yeah. But like because of the portable format, I think it's kind of cool to go back to games even from like as recent as like three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I uh, my gut reaction was much higher than you guys. Yeah. My gut reaction was a nine five. Wow. The more I thought about it, I went back down just to a nine. Honestly, I thought that this was a, an amazing year for this yeah. device. I think that Janet, you're totally right. It really started heating up kind of halfway through the year. Um, but I think that the the scope, the amount of stuff that Nintendo did, even just in-house, was so incredible to mm-hmm. me. And then they also had really good second-party games, and there were also really good third-party support and really good ports that you would never expect to come out. Uh, and then they impressed me with, you know, they disappointed me with what we were talking about a couple weeks ago, the, you know, lack of Mario Party DLC, lack of... Uh, Mario Maker DLC, although we got something for that recently. But I think they just, Nintendo really just did impress me this year. I think that there was a lot of, they they went all out. They mm-hmm. they just said, let's just do a lot of it and 
like you said, some of the early stuff was not great, but none of it felt bad to me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm like laughing like a like a kid at dinner looking at Brendan because I have my like year in review. I'm like, are we going to have time to talk about it? Because we're like <laughs> out of time. And then Brendan's laughing at me, and I feel like I'm getting in trouble with like one of my siblings. Uh, unfortunately, uh, do you want to you want to call anything out from your year in review? It's okay. I'm too I, embarrassed by I, mine. I tweeted about it. It's super interesting. I don't know. Check out your year in review. Like, I don't think we yeah. have time to go into that's, ours. That's, but again, switch.nintendo.com slash year dash. Oh, look, a Picross game on my list. Yeah. Picross yeah. S3 was in mine, too. I have a lot of other non-Nintendo guides, <laughs> so my, my list is very small. But I do want to take some questions to round out the year from y'all, the community, with a little game called Question Block. Uh, mm, that's not a game. Patrick Hughes asks, in October 2018, new president of Nintendo Shintaro Furukawa stated, we need continuous growth that includes DLCs and other content uh, for big titles that are already out. Did Nintendo meet this goal in 2019? What are your thoughts on Nintendo's kind of DLC desires in 2019? Yes and no. I mean, obviously, he was probably thinking about Smash, and that worked really well, but like... For its top-selling games, Mario Kart and uh, Mario to not like Mario Odyssey to not get a continuous story with updates, you know, like we had the small kind of balloon chase stuff for for Odyssey, but like I was clamoring for a little bit more uh, in those games. So I, I'd say, yeah, for Smash, you know, mm-hmm. but everything and else. Three Houses again, some piecemeal DLC, and then story next year, which small, is like, yeah. yeah. I think this is a really good step in the right direction yeah i think nintendo proved they can do this stuff yep. and i just need want to see them maybe scale up a teeny bit so yeah. we didn't talk about this in the appointments but i also want to quick chime in that uh nintendo's mobile direction mm-hmm. of game passes monthly paid passes is leaving a sour taste in my mouth it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> animal crossing mario kart it's it, it feels predatory yeah, we didn't like, really talk about mobile. Mm-hmm. like yeah. hey kids what if you paid five bucks a month yeah, for yeah. stuff but but it's like yeah, that like the updates from Mario Kart Tour, that's cool. New character cosmetics, new sh- new stuff, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. But the passes, I'm just like not a big fan of. Yeah, Spl- I agree with that. And Splatoon raised my expectations for what they could be doing across other yeah. games. They did such a nice job with the Splatoon games with new add-ons. It was all free and supporting stuff was with it? yeah, yeah. Um, expansion. Also, well, that was expansion, yeah. but like oh, all okay. the cosmetics, all the yep. new weapons and stuff, all free. Okay. Yeah, so yes. they maybe maybe haven't bad. completely met the goal, but are definitely working towards it in a, in a tangible way. Also, one really tiny thing, I think it's really important for them to consider what is meaningful DLC, because like, I think you might have been the one that mentioned there's going to be Luigi's Mansion 3 DLC, but it's for the online mm. multiplayer stuff. Yeah. And like, a little I'm weird. like, I didn't play it the first time. Yeah. Get the hint. You know, it's yeah. like, so it just really? feels Release like... some Wario ghosts yeah. into the but hotel. Elvis <laughs> Luigi. Elvis Luigi is good, but it's yeah. like... I, I think they have to pick their spots too because if it's not DLC people are mm-hmm. wanting, then it's like, who is this for? Yeah. Hunter Dillon asks, is there any game that came out this year that you either wish or wouldn't mind if it had been delayed to add more content or polish? It doesn't necessarily mean the game was bad, but maybe there was a feature that you would have really liked to have seen in it or something along those lines. My call for this one is Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I really liked Link's Awakening and despite its problems, but beyond just like what you mentioned, Pear, about maybe make it a little easier to move around the maps, which they did add some teleport. In a safe spot in town and right, stuff that like that. Sort of yeah. stuff. The thing I really wish is like, I don't think they ever should have had the performance issues it did i would not have mind that game being delayed to just not have any frame rate dips at all yeah that's that kind of bummed me out a little bit not I, that it ruined the game but I, I think the the popular answer is delay you know delay pokemon sword and shield to add the 
all the Pokemon. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and I think in general, like them having a longer um, development cycle seems like it would be beneficial. Yeah. Yep. I'd be um, cool with them pulling an Assassin's Creed on the Pokemon franchise. That's exactly just, what I was thinking. Yeah, and just saying, you know what? We're going to take a break here, mm-hmm. and we're going to rework our structure and try to change the format of these games a little bit. I yep. felt like the delay in updating Mario Maker 2's uh, online co-op mm. and competitive stuff mm-hmm. kind of killed my joy post-launch mm. because I was waiting to play with my friends and mm-hmm. then I was waiting and I was waiting and I kind of fell off. And then when it came back, I'm like, oh, I got other stuff to do now. And right. yeah, I didn't get to go cool. back to it as and enjoy it much as I, I, I could have. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would have happily waited for them to have that done first and then go... It's out. You can play with your friends right now. Just delay almost everything. <laughs> sure. Let's push it all back. Janet, no. anything specific? No, I think you guys spoke to cool. some of the grabs I have. And finally, to round out the year, Ronnie Anthony asks, what was your favorite NVC memory from this past year? <gasps> I don't know. Mine was Janet joining the show. Oh, that's Aww. really sweet. Also, cop-out answer. That's but so I, will, I will allow it. I think mine, mine was joining this show. <laughs> oh, no. I, I love Janet, but um, my favorite wow. memories. Wow. <laughs> I love Janet, and my favorite memories are about Casey talking about weird Florida crap, <laughs> uh, including Florida woman. We, like sandwiches that probably don't exist, <laughs> and the fact that they eat turnips for Thanksgiving and alligators. My goodness. I may have dreamt the other parts. I think yeah. also moving into the studio has been really cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, the, my first appearance on uh, our podcast was in that, like, little round table that mm-hmm, we had mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the room that everyone asked if it was a closet. And I'm like, nope, it's just a weirdly shaped room that looks small on camera. Um, yeah, I think just moving here has been uh, a nice setup. And, I, and uh, you know, Tom, without the show, I don't think I would be playing as many... Um, Bowtie games? Um, but Bow they're really genre. good. But they're really good. You know, Obra Din, I wouldn't have yeah. played unless you wouldn't have pushed for it and constantly talked about it. All and night? I, that, ended, that ended up being one of my favorite games all year. So, oh. yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad. Um, I love this podcast, but oh. Oh, wow. my favorite NBC memory was actually in the Let's Play room at the early, beginning of the year. Uh, this is mentioned by uh, Flapjack oh, actually on yeah. Twitter when uh, Casey, Brian, Tom, and I played Super Mario U Deluxe, whatever. Yeah, and it was the most terrifying <laughs> two hours of our lives when we were constantly screaming at each other. Oh no! We and played. We played. I was playing that game the intent, the explicit intent of just killing Brian. He was. I didn't care about winning the levels at all. I we were on a boss Brian. fight for Wendy Koopa, and he was throwing like stalactites at me, mm. and Brian's just like just kill her i'm like he he's trying to kill me i can't do it and it was the funniest thing we've ever done that was a pretty great one that was a pretty great one if you guys have any of your favorite nbc memories from 2019 uh be sure to go into the comments of whatever service or site you're watching this on and uh let us know if you're listening on a podcast then uh be sure to leave a review if you liked the show this year because that really does help us out. And if you want to leave comments for us, head over to IGN.com where we have a page for these episodes and uh, you can talk to us there as well or, or you on can Twitter. just open a window and shout out to the skies. That one too. We may uh, hear it. We have, hear it. I think it's at NVC Podcast on Twitter, I believe is our mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, Janet, where can they find you? Oh, I'm at GameOnesis, which is Game O-N-Y-S-U-S on all platforms. Pear? I'm at Pear IGN on Twitter. 
at Raga underscore Fraga. And then at Matt Tom R. Marks on Twitter. Uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're likely going to be off for the next two weeks. We might be able to fit something in for next week, but uh, don't hold your breath just because schedules are crazy as people start leaving for the holidays. But we'll, we'll try to maybe put something together. If not, I'm very sorry, and I lied to you. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you in 2020, which is a, a very exciting thing. Again, also thank you to Logan Plant, our uh, NVC um Production assistant, I totally blanked on the word, for helping us out with this show. He's been a great help. And uh, thank you guys for listening this year and every year before and hopefully next year as well. And remember, this is the only place where you can get get the the thing. thing. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.